for our second reading uh, on the Feast of the Holy Family this weekend, there is a choice of either the long or short version of St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. One may wonder if the choice is there because the long version contains the often unpopular verse, wives, be subordinate to your husbands. You would be hard pressed to find a more controversial and misunderstood passage in the New Testament than this one. Though it's not the only time in scripture that we hear this statement, in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 22, St. Paul says almost the same thing. Wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. What on earth was Paul thinking twice, you may be wondering. Well, believe it or not, the passage from Ephesians is one of the selections couples can choose for their wedding though for very obvious reasons, very few actually choose it. And it's unfortunate because the passage beautifully describes how we are all called to live and love in Christ. Not just the wives, but husbands, priests, religious, widows, widowers, engaged couples, single people, children, all people. If you go back just one verse from that controversial uh, one from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, the prior verse 21, St. Paul says, Be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ. That is not just an exhortation for wives, but for all of us. We are called to be subordinate to one another, to submit to and defer to each other in love out of reverence for Christ. Only then will we be able to open ourselves up to the splendor and the dignity of love that we find in the person of Jesus Christ. As Christians, we don't look at the world or each other to see how to live and how to love. We look to Christ. He is the source and foundation of love, and the love that Christ has for us is spousal. It is the love that a husband has for his wife. Now, that's not something I'm simply making up. In fact, it's something that goes back even further than St. Paul. The spousal love of God is something we find all throughout the Old Testament. God constantly refers to himself as the divine spouse or husband of his bride, Israel. He calls her to himself as a bride and vows to care for her and watch over her forever. He makes promises to her, promises he intends to keep. He expresses his great desire and affection for her through prophets and poets alike. It's a beautiful and impressive imagery, no doubt. But it could never be more than that. It could never be a true marriage since God is different from us. He is purely spiritual and dwells in heaven while we are corporal, dwelling bodily here on earth. For God to truly be a husband, he would have to become a man. And that's exactly what we celebrate in this Christmas season. Jesus Christ, God becomes man for us. 
and that man is the husband or bridegroom completely in love with his bride. In the New Testament, Christ refers to himself as the divine bridegroom in, chap in Matthew chapter 9, verse 15, and the true spouse of his bride, the church. That's us. Passionate is the fullness of the love he shows her. His love for his bride takes him to the cross, willing to die to save her and set her free. The bride, for her part, is called to total devotion and love for her spouse, giving her life to him and holding nothing back. That is what St. Paul is talking about when he says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. It is precisely what he means when he says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her. Husbands and wife are called to reflect the very love of God and the church freely, joyfully, and mutually. They are called to be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ. One of the most sought-after speakers and experts on the theology of the body is a man named Christopher West. He has an excellent way of explaining this mutual submission of husband and wife. He says that if you break up that word sub, meaning under, and mission, meaning to be sent forth with the authority to perform a specific service, then it becomes clear that the husband and wife place themselves under or at the service of the mission of their spouse. Sounds all too theological, you may think. Well, thanks be to God, we are given a perfect example in the Holy Family. These past few weeks, we celebrated how the Blessed Virgin Mary receives a mission from God. It's an extraordinary mission. The angel Gabriel reveals to her that she will conceive and bear a son and that he will be the savior of the world. It is a mission upon which our eternal salvation rests. Saint Joseph, for his part, must place himself under that mission. If he is to be the just man and faithful spouse of Mary, then he cannot deviate from this mission in the slightest way. How remarkably he places himself under the mission of Mary, as we hear each year in the Christmas celebration. And today, on this Feast of the Holy Family, we hear that St. Joseph himself has received a mission. The same angel Gabriel appears to him and reveals his mission to take this child and his mother and get out of town now. Herod is seeking to destroy this child. Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. From that moment, Mary places herself and her child completely under that mission. She doesn't say, Egypt? The weather is terrible there this time of year. Let's go to Jerusalem instead. Nor does she say, now? I just had a child. We'll go next week. 
Mary places herself completely under the mission of Joseph. Otherwise, the child uh, was in danger of being killed. The circumstances are that dire and drastic. Mary willingly gives herself to that mission in the same way that Joseph previously placed himself under her mission of bringing Christ into this world and caring for him. Dear friends, this is the way God has formed the human family. The family is a communion of persons who are constantly looking out for the best interest of the other and seeking to place themselves at the service of the other in love. Be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, husbands, engaged couples, widows, widowers, divorced, separated, priests, religious, single people, old and young. How is God calling you to do that this week? 